Hey everybody, this is John St. Clair here. It is Friday, June, what is the day today? And my dumb phone is not letting me, I'm going to have to edit this part out. June 25th, that's what I thought it was. Okay, cool. June, Friday, June 25th. 2021 and um, thank you for joining me on my little podcast here if you happen to hear this at all Um, maybe at some point I'll actually attract an audience and I am little by little if I think if I were more consistent that would actually happen Um, but as it is this just serves as a sort of a placeholder for my thoughts on things happening around me, on faith, because faith is always applied, right? It should never be theoretical or just philosophical. Faith was meant to be uh, an action word. Um, I am a Christian. Um... Christianity was never meant to be just a discipline of philosophy or academics. It was meant to be dynamic and uh, personal and spiritual. And anyway, so uh, having said all that, one of the things that's on my mind this morning is a thought process that started developing yesterday. And I'll, I'll give credit. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'll give credit to whom credit is due. This I was listening to uh, Pete Quinones, his podcast, Free Man Beyond the Wall. Not necessarily a Christian podcast. I, he doesn't advertise it as such. I think he is. But it's not a faith-based or decidedly Christian podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, many of his podcasts are not safe for work, if you know what I mean. Um, but he brought up a, a, a thought, just in passing, I think, about the tendency, especially in the quasi-post-lockdown phase of the COVID, so-called COVID-19 pandemic um, about the trend and actually this has been happening and I've got an article from 2009 so this has been happening for a long time uh, but the trend of people to relocate from uh, major urban areas and you know, if you live, if you've lived in anywhere that's been impacted by a, a constant stream of people coming into your area, you know what I'm talking about. I live in the Portland area, and as long as I've lived here, see, I I went to high school here in in the Portland area back in the 70s, and you could buy a home back then for like thirty thousand dollars. Yes. 
the price you would pay for a car now, you could buy a home for back in my lifetime uh, in certain areas. Not so in California and probably New York, but you could in, in the Portland metro area. That is but a distant memory, let me tell you. If you've tried to buy a house in the Portland area or anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, in, in at least in urban areas, you better come with bags of money um, because they are expensive. And partly due to the constant influx of people with money from California uh, driving the market higher. Now, also, I think adding to that is a, we're in another housing bubble. Um, apparently, the lessons of 2008 didn't stick around very long. Not Actually, no one except maybe one guy went to jail as a result of all of that baloney. And there were definite criminal things going on there. But no one went to jail, as is always the case in these things, because we had to save the nation, right? Um, in any case, I'm getting a little off track there. Um, there is this trend. So people... Instead of fighting the system, tend to relocate because we, you know, e economy drives many times behavior. People will go where they can afford. It's just that's what happens. Now, um, I'm reading, I was looking at an article from 2009 let me see if I can bring it up here it was uh, from Science Daily um, article written in on September 25th 2009 study uncovers the de-urbanization of America so this had already taken place long before uh, our government decided to lock everybody down and put everybody on timeout for a year. Um, there, let me just read you the summary. More than any other populace on earth, Americans are on the move because of factors such as employment, climate, or retirement. 14% of the U.S. population bounces from place to place every year. Now, one researcher has made a vital study of how population and perpetual motion impacts local tax bases and economies around the nation. Okay, so let me just say, this, uh, this really isn't a talk or, um, about population trends, but to a deeper... Um, hunch, I guess, of something deeper in America. And it's not just migration patterns. It, I think the I think the trend, I think the ideas of Americans are starting to shift. 
And so I'm going to I'm going to title this podcast the degeneration of America. And someone looking at just the title alone will think that I'm being a negative, that that's a negative thing. I actually don't. Um, and I will, uh, by the way, I, I, I'll try and link to the Pete Quinones podcast that kind of spurred this idea at the beginning um, in the, in the uh, description but um, this article says that 85% – this was written in 2009. And back then I remember reading articles about how the trend was towards urban centers. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. That's my dog snoring in the background. So maybe I can edit that out. But anyway – in 2009, 85% of the population of America lived in a city or an urban area uh, where once, you know, in our early history, we were entirely, almost entirely an agrarian economy. Uh, we're definitely not that anymore. Even most of our farms, a good part of it and those farms are and it's becoming more and more that way by the day are corporate owned the um, the idea the myth uh, no myth myth doesn't necessarily mean falsehood the myth or the legend of the family farm is becoming less and less but they are out there But after a year of lockdown, and times where we've taken a look, you know, you know, like I say, I, I still live in Portland. The migration to Portland hasn't stopped, even be, even due to the because as as. High as the housing prices are here in the Portland area, they're still much higher in California. So we're still a desirable place to move to if you're seeking to escape California. And escape is an appropriate word because it's not just it's not just expense the expense of living. Um the taxes in California are ridiculous. California has the highest sales tax in the nation. Um, the restrictions on businesses and are are incredible. They're and they're mostly politically driven. Even the pot industry, yes. You know, if there's a state that is synonymous with the pot industry, it would be California. They even had a pot, they even had marijuana named after the state, if I remember right. It was California Gold. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'm not a pot smoker, but uh, 
California is now having to bail out its still infant uh, legal marijuana industry. Why? Because they're not making any money? No, not at all. Revenues are high. It's because the over-restrictions of regulating that industry have caused... Um, have caused it to almost go belly up. So that's just one... Uh, that's just one aspect of why people are leaving California. It's not because it's just the pot. It's because of the price of living. Honestly, with all of that stuff and the political stuff thrown in there, not to mention wildfires every year, uh, environmental restrictions on water, that's always been a problem as long as I can remember in California. Right now, they're in the middle of a brownout. Um... All of these factors contribute to why people want to leave. And so Portland, the Portland area, Eugene, Bend, all all these places in Oregon and other places in Arizona, Texas has a huge number of ex-Californians living there now. And the way this goes... Those people bring their politics with them sometimes. And rather than changing their politics, they thought a change of venue might be what they needed. But, you know, where they go isn't necessarily California. And so there's some changing that has to be done, I'm thinking. But back to my point. Um, This migratory pattern... Along with a lockdown from a, I would say a government-induced lockdown. Well, the lockdowns definitely were government-mandated. But the the, uh, psychology of the lockdowns and the aftermath has been government-induced also. The fear... uh, what would I call it? The the growth of fear has been manufactured by the government. Totally, and I might add, um, intentionally. What does this mean? What does this mean? What I think it means is that we are seeing, in my opinion, and it's just just the thought, we're seeing a trend not just of people to escape to escape the um, the oppression of living in an urban area, but the. We're seeing a trend towards people wanting to just decomplicate their lives. I think we're starting to see, although time will tell whether this is true or not. We're starting to see people tiring of all of the technology that we have surrounding us 
all the time. There is a growing awareness that as much time as we spend on these handy little devices, and I will admit they're handy. I wouldn't be able to do a podcast without myself. Excuse me, without my cell phone. But everything is on there. And there's a trend to just need to to unplug, to de-gadgetize our lives. And it looks actually quite enticing. I still want my cell phone close by. But I think that there's still a there's there's a growing desire to people not just leaving urban areas for a miniaturized version of what they left. There is a trend, I think, to to I don't know. Obviously, I don't have this stuff written down, and so I grasp for words sometimes. There's a trend to detangle our lives. And if that means going back to some old ways of doing things, so be it. You know, um, if being out from under and living out away from a, from a uh, high-density neighborhood where people are stacked up on one another. I mean, I understand in Tokyo you have to live that way. But in the United States of America, where you could move to Iowa, Nebraska, you have that flyover country that all of the elites like to uh, make fun of. Yeah, where nobody is. That's all right. That salt of the earth people out there. And if it means maybe not having as strong of an internet connection, well, okay, that's all right. If it means, you know, having to drive a half hour to the grocery store, maybe having a hospital might be a good idea close by, but um, I think these are things that people are willing, as sacrifices people are willing to make. Even in the 80s, when I did live in Southern California, I remember my boss, I, I worked in San, uh, in, uh, <laughs> shoot, I lived in, I, excuse me, I worked in Los Angeles. Um, but my boss would drive in from Riverside every day. In the morning, com- that commute Monday through Friday was a two-hour drive. So people were already living somewhere else and then driving into the city for work. Now, there's no mistaking that cities are dynamic they are but when the dynamat when the dynamism starts to diminish under the load of heavy taxation regulatory pressures 
and then an overbearing government that makes you wear masks and wants to uh, vaccinate you without with actually without a clear endorsement from the CDC even um, it really starts to put pressure on people to say I really don't want this anymore at least a good portion of people so anyway that's just my thoughts for today and it's not meant to be a um, you know uh, highly detailed or exhaustive it's just meant to spur other thoughts probably mostly for myself um, but give it a give it some consideration and we can talk about it okay there is a messaging um, feature on the anchor FM um, platform if you want to leave a message about this or any other subject go ahead go right ahead that's perfectly fine and we can talk about it okay until then Have an awesome day.